Hello, hello, and welcome to the second episode of Sane and Summit, a little podcast where we talk about anime and hopefully at some point games and movies. I'm joined by my co-host, Marcus. Hello, hello. And the other one, Jacob. <laughs> hello, hello. <laughs> the other one. <laughs> the other one. Um, today, I'm hoping to and wanting to discuss anime that is easy for beginners to digest and get into the medium and hopefully is will help you to introduce other people to the fantastic world of anime yeah. and hopefully won't cover too many of the mainstream ones i suppose yeah i'm gonna yeah. try and give you the gateway drug to yeah. anime without making you watch stuff that's like overly popular but is still really really good yeah, it's certainly a discussed topic, so we'd like to go over things that you wouldn't normally hear, but would also be perfect to maybe share with your friend who likes a specific genre of, I don't know, movies, TV shows. Yeah. See what they would like to get into. Yeah. Also, like, not saying that um popular stuff is bad. We're just saying that there's a lot of stuff out there that you can get you in anime. It doesn't have to be yeah. overly popular. It can be something that's a little bit... um. Not as known, but yeah, also really good. Typical popular stuff like uh, something like Sword Art Online. That's the first anime I ever watched. It's um probably one of the most popular anime ever. A lot of people started off with it. Simple Isekai, get into it. Yeah, it's kind of funny because Isekai is um has blown up in the recent like last like five years. I guess it's probably the time period that it's blown up, and there's. Quite a lot of them now, but most of them aren't much to talk about, unfortunately. Yeah, they really flooded the market, and then every isekai was suddenly, I am the strongest person in this universe, praise my penis. Yeah, pretty much. It's um also very um common thing in the anime um industry for them to have phases of uh themes, and they abuse the shit out of the theme until people get sick of it and then find a new thing to um, write about and uh, create anime about. And Isekai is the one that they're going through right now. Before that was... Oh, what was it? Oh, it was, man, it I was, can tell you was, there, there was one that was really big. I can't remember what it was, but they do have like a like a fad sort of um, thing. Sort of like how um, gaming right now has a, a fad of... Um, Whatever makes uh, money. Battle Royales. Um, and... Yeah, and before that was multiplayer shooters, and then, like, before that was, I don't know, something else. But, yeah, uh, well, probably, like, MMOs, I guess. Um, but, yeah. Sort so, like, everything has a fad. Um, it's, like, it's super just anime. Like, you get into that show, and you'll be instantly introduced to every single anime trope out there. Like, fucking harem. Any, everyone falls in love with the main character. The main character's OP, but also an absolute loser. And you, if you think about it, you'd probably hate him in real life. Like, it's certainly it's certainly a good show to start with when you're a young teenager and enjoy thinking of yourself yeah. as, like, the best thing in the world. Yeah, like, the, the first 12 episodes are actually fairly solid because it follows, mm. like, that story of... You know, you're trapped in the game. Yeah, and, and if you die in there, you die for real. But then after that, there's, they're like free, and it's like, well, where's the? Well, now where are we going? Because now yeah. there's no, there's no death potential in there anymore. So they have to find yeah. other ways to make him 
they do still have it except it's like not as um as a uh, overbearing yeah overbearing and prevalent as um as the first half of the first season is because they like they try to put it in as they go further along so there's like there's there's death tropes the within, heart attack drug within it yeah it's like the heart attack drug and then there's like the the possibility of one of the main characters dying because of x circumstance but like it's not as prevalent as like you're playing the game you're living in this world and yeah. if you die you're dead and the thing that makes sword art special yeah. Yeah. in particular like, even though it's not really that good but the way the anime portrays shit like they have really good music and like the world building like you've got all the little the little menus and stuff that feel believable as if you're in an actual game like it is the pinnacle of yeah. uh reality escapism like if you ever wanted to just forget that you exist you can watch sword art online and you're like wow really feels like i'm in a virtual reality world it is immersive that's for sure it do feel like it's um kind yeah. of grips you and pulls you into the world mm. and the fight scenes are really good too yeah, as much as some of the characters cringe, um, it's a, <laughs> it's a it's a very it's a very base level shonen that does shonen. Yeah, I would definitely, well. I definitely would not recommend it to beginners over the age of like sixteen. Yeah, it's very very um. But yeah, obviously, I started when I think I was fourteen, yeah. fifteen, and it was the best thing I'd ever watched. I could not get enough of that <laughs> shit. Yeah, look, I watched it when I was probably six. Oh, I would have been like fifteen or sixteen, and it was the same thing. Whereas, like, you know, you want to be that main character where you're you're in that world, you escape into it, and you're the the big hero, and you know all these people yeah. either fucking hate you or fucking love you. You just want to just... be that edgy teenager yeah, that's like, really yeah. good at games and therefore gets you all the bitches. Look, man, I just want to fucking slap my sword around. No, yeah. I mean, I mean my I like a literal sword and not the other sword. <laughs> uh, I, I, it was one of the first ones that I watched as well. Like, it was uh sort of like back when I started watching a lot of uh, like weekly or like just even got into anime as a whole. It was one of the ones that was like recommended a lot, and I yeah. saw it everywhere. It was super popular, and I started as like dove into it and i was like this is really cool but now that i look back on it and i listen to most of the community's opinions everyone kind of agrees that like it's it's okay for the first half and then after that it kind of just like yeah goes downhill yeah yeah it had some it had some decent moments in some in in some of the other seasons but it, it just didn't have that the, the same Absolutely. grip as the first 12 episodes did yeah, because the first 12 episodes was also built in a world that was super enticing for them to, to be in, like, the whole, like, zero, start at the bottom floor, go all the way to the 100th floor, and you complete the game sort of thing. But, like, they didn't do the whole 100 floors. But the thing is, now the author that wrote it, even though he wrote the original Sword Art as a competition and a bunch of short stories that were then put together to make the first season. He's writing like a progressive novel, which goes through like all the flaws of the first season, which explores like Ankrid, An 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 which is the place that they are. Yeah. So 
So that so that's like something if you do like it, you can look forward to like actually finding out about that once you've watched it, if you enjoy it, because that'll be coming out um in the next if, year or so. Yeah. There's also got it's got a few episodes, uh, a fair few episodes now too. So if you start it as a beginner, you've got yeah. there's a lot to to watch. Yeah. So if you do like it, you can continue on. Um, it's not bad. The animation doesn't go down. The sound design's great. It's just yeah. that the story's a bit all Something, over the place. Something. Uh... In the same vein as Sword Art, like if you're if you've watched Sword Art and you're like, damn, this is kind of childish. Um, I really think Grimgar, what's it called? Grimgar of Fantasy and Ash, is that the English title? Yeah, yeah that's, that's the one. It's yes, the similar uh... isekai, except it's not a game. Real people actually get transported to a fantasy world, but rather than being yeah. the main character's super overpowered. It's everyone sucks and will get murdered by a goblin. And it is certainly more realistic and mature. Yeah, yeah. yeah the, the fights are way more realistic because they don't have that, you know, I've got this special ability equal power. It's more like I've got this knife and now I have to try and stab this thing that's trying to kill yeah. me. And can I kill it? Yeah. This shows a lot of real emotions and it's very grounded in reality. Um, as like everyone has to work together to make it through this point, and if uh someone makes a mistake, it could cost everyone or even them their lives. It's very, very realistic in the whole sh- like. Um, yeah, I'd almost like, recommend it as the uh Sword Art Online entry anime, but for people that are not fourteen years old. Yeah, for a little bit of the, the yeah. older Senin audience. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'd say it's definitely to me. It was definitely the the better uh, version of a, of that particular story. Yeah, it uh, it does um also show the uh the growth of the characters very well, and um as they like go through their ups and downs, it shows like the emotional trauma and yeah. um and the emotion of um losing X Y Z or gaining this and losing that. And then how they progress through the story and unravel what the fuck's happened to them. Um, I bet there's not a lot that happens in its thirteen episodes. It um, it is very well done. It's extremely pretty. Yeah, unfortunate that it never got uh, more more episodes, considering it was it was done in twenty sixteen, the start of twenty sixteen. Yeah, I do think there is a bunch of content, but I don't think it did too well in Japan, unfortunately, which is yeah, kind of sad. I think there's a few books but they never really produced any more of the uh anime per se yeah yeah but it is it is a good one-off and if you like that yeah if you like it you definitely enjoy it search for uh more shit that's similar and it would be very easy to get yourself into Mm. the the isekai medium that is flooding the anime at, Mm. at, at the moment yeah, there's there's at least three a season right now, so you won't have any shortage of yeah. isekai dog shit to watch. Yeah, there's, just, there's mm. too many. It's a flooded market for sure. Yeah, oversaturated to the max. But, that but is I fucking good. love it. I froth it. Yeah. <laughs> Every season. Yeah, I gotta watch, gotta get my isekai fix. It's always the... <laughs> speaking of... Uh... Yeah, speaking of like realistic ones, to Vinland Saga is a pretty good one to um absolutely to intro into as well. Yeah, Vinland Saga is very very well done. It's uh 
not an isekai. Is just a historical Viking action drama. Yeah, pretty much. It's like like Vikings from um uh, the the TV show Vikings, except anime. um it's a uh, anime and it's told in a more historical. Oh, I don't even know. It's more historical. It's based on the history of each place, and there's like the real places and names and stuff. But um, it's not like all following like the history perfectly i guess it kind of like it follows the story thorfinn. of thorfinn is his yeah name? thorfinn yep thorfinn the main character and he's like in his life and how he goes as being a viking or yeah. not being a viking it's very yeah non-anime but also you've got just unbelievable feats that the characters are performing like you've got fucking seven foot eight giant men just throwing no. logs and completely capsizing oh. fucking viking boats My it's the coolest thing out. you've ever seen oh fucking nice dude yeah i think i think most of us when we watched it were like wait what because up until that point most of the things were like semi-believable like the fighting and stuff like as much as like it might have been a little bit like on the nose um non-believable when Torkel comes up and just he eats a fucking eight foot pole couple hundred meters you're like there's also yep, yeah there's a lot of not. like blood and death and gore and it's the the fight scenes in it are incredible and the the characters are also incredible and you feel f- fairly strongly for one of them that you wouldn't expect um and you'll get a laugh out of some of the characters too like Thorkel the fucking 6 foot 8 or 7 foot fucking giant dude with his twin axes and his log throwing for sure yeah it's um it's a really good one to get into if you're yeah. into historical shit or medieval gory kind of tv shows yeah it doesn't set in a in a setting that might not appeal to you because a lot of a lot of anime is either a set in like a uh a slice of life sort of um genre like a setting or it's set in like a fantasy world which is like maybe not everyone's cup of tea but the historical aspect of um villain saga definitely it would appeal to yeah, more people, even without it it's like it's so well written and just a genuinely good story that you can almost just forget that it is an anime. Yeah, and you can find it on Amazon yeah, of... at this point. Kind it of is, sucks. Um, but... It is kind of annoying that it's only on that, but um, even if you only get Amazon Prime for a day or a month, yeah. it is 100% worth it. It is, it is one of the best things that I could recommend to anyone. Yeah, with the yeah. second season coming. Certainly an anime that would be in my top five of all time. Yeah, I would agree. It's also kind of hard to now after watching kind of a lot of anime over the years, find something that you can sit down and binge watch, like avidly want to just keep watching. And I think Finland Saga was the last thing that uh, made me do that, which was like last year. Not much has made me want to do that. Yeah, even without the typical hook of a cliffhanger at the end of every episode that makes you want to start the next one. You just want to start the next one anyway. It doesn't matter how the episode goes mm. or ends. You just want to keep watching. Yeah. And um, I guess in that vein, um, something that doesn't do that, but is also extremely, extremely <laughs> well done is Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Oh, fuck yeah, dude. Yes. Full Metal Alchemist for sure. 
the number one anime of all time. Yeah. In quotes. Yeah, as voted by. Yeah. It's voted by the people, list. my friend. The people. <laughs> the people. The people. The people will downvote everything else that gets close to it. Crown on number one. Yeah, it is a really good anime, but. Yeah. Yeah. It depends which one you start with. Amazing. So, for example, I wouldn't particularly start with Brotherhood, per se. I'd watch the yeah. the original first and just sort of feel it out and then afterwards watch Brotherhood because Brotherhood follows the actual story rather than what the uh, uh, Bones finished with in their first run-through of that particular series. Yeah, the first run-through didn't have um, the complete content, so they had to kind of make it up, make it up as they went. And it, it lead, led to, like, a different ending, sort of. And, like, in between, they did more on certain characters and they did like longer arcs in different areas which was good because i think a lot of people agree that the stuff the brotherhood left out from alchemist yeah just by itself um were some of the best content but also brotherhood does such a good job of telling the continuous story that it doesn't matter that it's left out but if you do want that content it is 100 percent like worth it to go and watch alchemist as well yeah what's good about it mostly is that it's what around 60 episodes i think yeah brotherhood's 64 i'm pretty sure yeah Yeah, and it contains itself yeah it's a full story now that bullshit that's like go read the manga we're just an advertisement for the magna manga it's completely adapted it's really fucking good it doesn't have any of that i mean it has some bullshit anime things that you wouldn't normally see in any other medium but for the most part it's got a really realistic growth on the main characters rather than just powering up every fight yeah that's true like um the uh sort of like the system of the world which is alchemy that they have which is not just magic which most animes go with alchemy being um everything that you um give you receive equal back like equivalent exchanges i think the system that they use in it like equal and opposites yeah it has to be perfectly balanced yeah so like you'll find out about that very quickly as is the um the first episode kind of sets you to expect this is what you'll get if you fuck around with alchemy yeah it's um really good yeah it is all right so the next one that kind of leads in from um full metal alchemist i reckon the that we really have right now would probably probably be demon slayer i reckon it's in the same vein but also not as old as demon slayer it's pretty new but it's also very um very very popular right now certainly the most popular i think yeah i'd say it is broken the mainstream by um country mile and really set a tone for the world and what anime can um, deliver and bring. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of strange. It's one of those anime, I don't think I'd particularly recommend it as something to start yeah. off with. Yeah, I, I, I agree, because um, I think most of the things we've recommended as of right now, Full Metal Alchemist, uh, not Villain Saga, um, Sword Art, Demon Slayer, they all have episodes or things that happen within X episode that are very hard to watch. Mm. Like uh, Demon Slayer's first episode is rather hard to watch, 
but it also sets a tone for the story. Yeah. Um, Full Metal Alchemist has a very jarring episode in our both versions. Ah, uh, yes. And Sword Art Online has a bit of uh, on-the-nose, not-okay stuff towards the end of the first season. But they're very minor in the grand scheme of the story. Yeah, it's not something that you could consider a reoccurring thing for the entire run of the shows. Yeah, it's not a major plot point, but it is something that just like kind of splits up the story for a couple of them. Whereas Demon Slayer's first episode sets the tone for how um, morbid and um, mortal the characters are. They're not like, even though they might look and sound like fucking demigods, they're humans that will get um gutter stomped by the demons if they make a mistake yeah but i think demon slayer like if you want to recommend it as the first thing it's pretty much purely for its fight scenes like demon slayer is the pinnacle of watching an anime just because anime has the most insane non-realistic fights that you could ever see. Yeah, they're able to do a lot more than what a live action is able to do. They're able to like uh push the boundaries of what um w- would be normal and what is not normal. Yeah. It's like you just you pretty much just watch it for the fight scenes. Like while yeah. the story's fine, it's just elevated so much by the adaptation that uh Ufotable has done. Like it's just something that yeah, you'd I recommend purely just to say, if you want to see the sickest fight scenes you've ever seen, watch Demon Slayer. Mm, yeah, the visuals are amazing. The music's also very well done. Oh, well, the the combination of the two, I should say, are they meld extremely well together to make the um the medium fucking amazing. Yeah, it's just it's it's just like it's like a it's like a spectacle for all of your senses. Yeah. Mm. It's uh, it it like hits you with so much information at the same time, but not too much to overload you. But it gives you the sensation of like sort of euphoria as you watch like the the character overcome the situation. Yeah. Which it's is really just cool. if you like watching cool shit happen on screen, watch Demon Slayer. And if you enjoy the story too, excellent. Then you can keep watching Demon Slayer. <laughs> Yeah, because it's going to be around for a long time. Definitely. <laughs> yes, With the uh, amount of cash that have... shit produces. Yeah. They just announced yesterday, actually, that their um, second season is going to be airing on the 5th of December uh, with an hour um, first episode, which is actually insane. And I think a lot of us agree that an hour first episode is really good to get you into a story rather than the 24 episodes. And then you have to wait a week. Uh, 24 minutes, you have to wait yeah. a week. But they're also re-airing the movie, if you don't want to watch a movie, as an episodic uh, series anime slash like seasonal anime mm. before they air the uh, next season. And there is a new part to the movie, which will be the first episode. So if you do like it, um, you don't have to wait too long because it'll, it'll be here in the next couple of weeks to month. Yeah, luckily for everyone who, due to coronavirus, didn't get to watch the movie. Um, they're just re-airing the whole thing as a TV show. So there you go. Just watch the TV show. (laughs) Um, but one thing I wanted to talk about in particular today is 
anime that's like it's kind of stuff that could easily just be one-to-one adapted into a live action tv show and is perfect to introduce people to anime to like um something like what is it cowboy bebop is really good which is getting a live anime Mm. a live action actually which is to be seen how it goes because they've taken a lot of uh, artistic liberties away from the show and sort of like deciding what they want to do, which is it's a Netflix also show, another right? topic in its another topic in itself. Yeah, Netflix like to butcher anything that's live action. They're extremely hit um, and miss. Anime in particular, they do some well, just any live action adaptation is generally pretty bad. But yeah. I'm just thinking, because Cowboy Bebop, it's so non-anime that it could probably easily be turned into a live-action show, and that's why it's so easy to be like, Cowboy Bebop, watch it, you'll like it, and then you'll probably like anime, or similar anime, and then you'll get into anime. Uh, Yeah, I always heard it was compared uh, fairly well to Firefly when that was airing back in 2003. Ghibli movie? Yeah, yeah. It does. That that's 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 one of the Ghibli movies, right? Firefly, Firefly, no, no, Firefly is just um, Whedon. It's a live action. Yeah. Oh, oh no, I'm thinking Grave of the Fireflies. Oh god, imagine yeah. if Cowboy Bebop was like Grave of the Fireflies. <laughs> Holy fuck! <laughs> I have I haven't watched many Studio Ghibli. Well, I haven't watched any Studio Ghibli movies, so I wouldn't really know. It'll make you cry, Dylan. But yeah. Yeah, it's um, it's a. It's a not not great one of the one of the things that is difficult to recommend on cowboy bebop is the fact that it came out in 1998 99 mm. so it is a relative pretty old anime at this point and anime in particular especially ones pre 2005 when you switched from four to three to 16 to nine or whatever the uh Aspect, aspect ratio, ratio is yeah. anime. I think sixteen to nine is widescreen. I'm not sure what the one in between. Six is. by nine. Yeah. Um, it's like three by four or some shit. Yeah, it's it's hard to watch shit that's a square. I'm not gonna lie. It is. Yeah. It is still like it looks good. The animation is really good, but in terms of just introducing people to it, it could be a pretty easy turn off just for the fact that it's old cowboy bebop does have a remastered version yeah, they, though, doesn't it where it's 16 they remixed 9. it uh back in 2008 and then uh funimation and sunrise the studio that did it uh brought it onto blu-ray in 2014 so it is it's fairly recently updated so it, yeah. it won't be as uh hard to watch as the original version like it'll They'll, mm. It'll definitely have some some fixed moments for yeah. sure. It still has that uh, aesthetic of just old anime. Yeah, it holds up very well though, which is kind of nice because a lot of older anime don't hold up very well as the time goes on. Like, um, I think something that also holds up very well is Slam Dunk. It's um, it's just its art style is stylistically driven to hold up as the time goes on as much as it might not look as good as something now it still is very watchable which um cowboy be up is 100 like that it's just very just stood the test of time basically it's just, it keeps going yeah and it is hailed as probably probably one off if not the best 
anime created. Yeah. Even though your usual rankings won't show it, but a lot of people do consider it. I don't know if you'd call it a cult classic, but it's certainly yeah, a classic. Something that you need to watch. As much as a lot of I know a lot of people don't like it or enjoy it. Um it it obviously because it's like um it's one of those animes that don't just like continue this whole story. Like each episode. Like each episode the character like does something different and there's a start, a middle and an end for each episode. But there is like an overarching story that goes through the whole um, series, which is a bit different, yeah. and not a lot of people like that. But also, a lot of people do like that because that's um, a very common thing for live action stories or like TV shows, like uh, Supernatural, for instance. I guess um, mm. each episode, um, I can't remember the two guys' names. Marcus, what are their names? Dean and um, Sam. Yeah, they go through each episode fucking dealing with some supernatural shitter and <laughs> either killing them or I don't know, capturing them or doing something with them. And then as like the story goes on, like each episode has its own little story. And that's what a lot of like live action shows will do. But then it has its overarching story through it. And Cowboy Bebop is very much in that same vein. But anime. Yeah. But uh, something I really want to mention is if you don't like the old aesthetic or you don't want if it turns you off or turns off whoever you're recommending to, um, a show called Space Dandy is something that I would highly recommend as something to start off with. It's um, extremely, I don't want to say extremely similar to Cowboy Bebop. It's done by the same director and also an anime original. 24 episodes, really easy to get through. It's it's the it's in the similar vein where it's like an it's episodic, so like the same thing. Um, they do a different thing every episode. There's there is no real overarching plot until the last few episodes. It's in space. Your main character is super charismatic. Um, the only difference is is that it's a lot more comedic, but that's also I think, in my personal opinion, it's much better. Like, it lends to just episodes that are a lot easier to enjoy on their yeah. own. Which is very hard to do. Yeah, and that one came out in 2014. So, if yeah, if you don't like the olden day anime aesthetic, high quotation marks, um, it's definitely something that I would recommend. Because I think... The main character, Dandy, hence the name Space Dandy, is probably the biggest Chad <laughs> ever. Biggest Alpha Chad. If even if you just look at the art for the um promotion, he's just just it just screams Chad. <laughs> I don't know how else to put it. That is uh yeah, I, I do agree. I think Space Dandy would be more um uh watchable for people. Um, mm. then uh, Cowboy Bebop. It's easy to digest. Yeah, it's uh also has a bunch of anime tropes that are very funny. That will also lead to you understanding them later down the road when you like start watching more stuff. If you do like anime, yeah, it almost pokes fun at them. Yeah, well, it definitely pokes fun at them. Yeah, it it is. I'm very aware of itself, which is hard for many anime to do. I think. Most of them know they're doing the tropes, but the characters are just overly cringe. 
and they don't know that they're doing it. At the same time, Space Dandy can get pretty serious and just uh, interesting to actually pay attention to the plot. Mm. And I think the ending is, I mean, I just really like things that get weird, but the ending is very weird. However, also really good. Mm. So, yeah, I think um things that are able to do what Space Sandy does um and do it very well are generally hailed as some of the, the better anime to watch. And I think something that also does that well is uh Gintama. Gintama does it Gintama. um fucking amazingly well, and it yeah. never misses a beat. Although that is another uh series for another day. It is a very long running series yeah, definitely definitely not for this episode yeah. considering it's around 400 episodes yeah, it's just it's very in the same not something you'd want to start off with no, it's just very in the same vein of um as space dandy so that's why i brought it yeah up. absolutely it's probably why i like it so much mm, both yeah. of them i do agree with you but yeah similar things um something that i would definitely recommend as non-anime anime Mm. The uh very popular Death Note. I know it's pretty pretty easy recommendation to give to people that want want to get into or want to get their friends into anime. Yeah, I think it's also because of the um the way it's written. It's written with a lot of um intention behind each um action, and you kind of mm. have to pay attention to it. And if you pay attention, you kind of see which way the story is going. Yeah, it's the mystery aspect of it is absolutely fantastic. And besides a couple of specific characters, there's nothing in it that makes you go, ill, anime, disgusting. Yeah. Which cannot be said for shit like Sword Art Online, Grimgar, even Demon Slayer to an extent. Yeah, they have the, 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 the tropes that... um most shonen whereas uh most of the stuff we've talked about uh is a sh- shonen whereas uh death note is more senin or seinen yeah um it's seinen summit by yeah, the way it's uh it's we love shonen it's um it's it leans itself to the more mature audience um but the younger audience can still enjoy it i think a lot of us definitely watched it when we were younger but we can oh, also yeah, sure. like uh recognize that it is definitely for the older audience with the more mature themes and um using your brain a bit more when you're watching the the, uh, anime as a whole it's kind of like attack on titan like attack on titan is the is the anime when you say something that's mature and a lot more serious in its storyline even though it's not something... I mean, it is my favourite anime of all time. I think it's the best thing literally ever written. But I don't think if you want to get someone into anime, I would recommend it. Yeah, I think I think I also agree with that. And my reasoning behind I, why I wouldn't recommend Attack on Titan to someone as a first anime is because it is so ridiculously good. It sets the standard and the bar so astronomically high that once you've yeah. watched Attack on Titan, you want to go watch other things that are like that, but there's nothing like that because it is so good. Especially in anime. You're just 
expectations are set so high that you won't be able to enjoy everything as yeah. much as you do Attack on Titan. But that doesn't mean that you shouldn't watch it because it is amazing. Oh, no. You just have to, once you've watched it, accept that nothing may come to the level that Attack on Titan has set for you. There is stuff that is definitely as good as Attack on Titan if you're into certain things, which I personally enjoy other stuff just as much as Attack on Titan, if not more. But yeah. some people, after they've watched Attack on Titan, will just will love it so much that they aren't able to enjoy stuff as much, especially if it's one of your first animes. Especially since the medium is so full of shit. <laughs> yeah, you have to filter through Like, I'm that. not going to lie. There is so much, so much more shit anime than there is good anime. And the worst part is, is that you don't have time to filter through it all. And then a lot of people also will not filter through it. And even the people that watch the anime and recommend it to you, like uh, the content creators, they'll recommend you the stuff that's popular and or not many will go into the more niche stuff that came out each season. And if you're mm. lucky, you might get the one. Whereas there might be like three or four that are hidden that are really, really good, but no one's going to watch them because there's so much shit to, to die, like, sift through. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and Attack on Titan, I think you should definitely, if you, it, it's like a second recommendation. So if you go like, hey, you should watch such and such anime say like sword art online death note demon slayer and that person goes and watch it and they're like wow that was sick then you recommend attack on titan yeah because it's the best thing ever written yeah because they've like sort of like started to dabble in the, so like the field of anime and they're like oh this is interesting this is pretty cool and then they give them attack on titan and they're hooked and they're in yeah that like you've got them they're there they've become yeah. a degenerate you're gone that's fucking degenerates or oh, no start them down the wrong path well as long as you don't go too far into any of the fandoms i think you won't be ever considered a degenerate so you're fine yeah that's fair just, just be careful just watch it and enjoy it but don't converse with people about it <laughs> don't have opinions don't have opinions because there's some crazy people out there but anime is great and do enjoy it when you watch it. Don't talk to anime fans because all anime fans are super cringe. <laughs> you are correct. We haven't go that far. There's a few that take it a bit too far, but then you've got some that are fairly decent to talk to on occasion. Yeah. It's a loud minority that um <laughs> that do ruin it a lot for people, unfortunately. But um, it is what it is. You get that in any sort of fandom. It just uh, is amplified in... um anime because a lot of the people that watch it are kind of uh recluses i guess and they if, if they're able to express their opinion without facing the consequences they'll express it and won't care it's like are you a loser get into anime <laughs> it, it, it's sad that the trope uh of anime watchers being losers is um kind of still true because you can see it in a lot of the very popular fandoms that people do a lot of weird things and they do a lot of cancelling and they don't understand cultures from like like obviously japanese culture is a lot different to western culture um and people mm. don't understand the intricacies of like something that happens they might be like oh that's disgusting you can't do that whereas anime kind of doesn't fucking care yeah it just it just Absolutely does it. Not. That's why it's 
able to do a lot more than a live action or like a Western stuff because the audience isn't for Westerners. It's for the Japanese people, the people where it's released and aired every week. Although it is starting to become, uh, they are starting to release more content that is uh, appealing to the West because the West is such a huge market. Mm. Yeah. Certainly. You're... Much bigger than it used to be. Yeah. Um, but it, it is nice that they don't care for their opinions, though. They do to a certain extent, but they it's never going to stop them from um, doing stuff. Like uh, recently, I think uh, Demon Slayer, the arc that's coming up is... Um, well, the title of it is like uh, the uh, the Red Light District. Yeah. So like, obviously that comes with its own connotations and um, and themes that sit around. But the themes don't go too heavily into the, the Red Light District and what it brings with it. It's the story of the demons and the demon slayers dealing with each other. But people were complaining about the themes were going to be too um risque yeah too risque yeah so a lot of people were trying to get them to change their time block which ended up they did change it because the the time block was set to more like uh like a dinner time whereas they yeah. set it to more of a later time now but they said that they weren't going to change any of the content because why are we going to change content to appease people when the story is already written and finished? And yeah, would, that's the story that we're writing. It would ruin and, the the flow and then the overall production of the animation if you were to change uh, particular elements. Because if you if you take one element out and that element becomes a certain story piece later on that's very prolific and important, then mm. you, the the change is it's too great for the story to to fix. So. Uh, for example, you've got, uh, we'll say Shield Hero, and the the beginning of Shield Hero has uh, a rape allegation, right? If they had mm. removed that particular allegation and changed it to uh, something else, the story would not have gone in a way that made sense. Yeah, yeah, and a lot of people also kind of yeah, skim yeah. across the um the uh the actual events that are happening, which a lot of people like you will find in. Uh, when a new episode or a new anime comes out, no one knows anything about it, and they're like, "Wow, what the fuck is this? Um, this has just done something that shouldn't be or, or okay, and you shouldn't do that. Like, you shouldn't um do uh like the rape allegation from um Shield Hero. A lot of people kind of skimmed over the fact that he was um set up, and yeah. they didn't really, they didn't really pay attention to the story. They sort of were just like, "You can't do this. You're not allowed to." do this to a woman sort of thing, but it's a, it's an anime story and it was all set up and done in this way, shape and form and done well, yeah. mind you. It was uh, yeah, done, it's funny that... done very well and explained what was happening, but a lot of people kind of just overlooked it and were like, no, you can't do that. They didn't even like pay attention to the story, which is, yeah. What makes it funny is that that was probably the only good part of Shield Hero. <laughs> that particular storyline uh yeah. just the start of shield hero oh, i'm sorry the rest of shield hero sucks <laughs> but yeah there's that is unfortunate. It, it is unfortunate that it's harder to use particular story points now because they're not as or at all socially acceptable yeah which is um which is interesting because um the 
anime does have a lot of things that are super on the nose for Western people, but even, or actually not in Western people, just people in general, um, because it's ethically and morally fucked up. Yeah. But it's when it's put into a fantasy world um, on the paper and not in real life that it doesn't mean anything. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just an art form describing a story that might be pretty like not okay yeah. in real life but because it's a, a just just a story that it's exploring shit that wouldn't normally be explored as much as some of it is pretty just cringe and doesn't work very well some yeah. stories do these um themes and uh problems very very well and then there's a there's a lot that do not for example sword art online does does not need the the sexual assault scenes that it has in it. Most of them are really don't fit into the story. Yeah, some of them don't work, but at certain points they kind of like work, but not as well as they should. They could yeah. have been done better. It's... Yeah, and also it's definitely something that will make you go, eh, "Do I really want to tell this person to watch Sword Art Online?" Yeah, if yeah. There's... Sexual assault of sixteen-year-olds. I got my yeah. dad to watch uh, Sword Art, and it, we got to the end of the twelve episodes, and I'm like, "Yeah, that's the whole series. I'm done." Ah, oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't want to take him through that it the next arc hard. and some of the stories that came after that because it was just I don't really want him to to see some of that particular. Even shit. besides the fact that it's just not well written, yeah. there is certainly just controversial stuff that you just go. Even though they're just cartoon characters, do you really yeah. need to show that shit to us? No. Like, is there a plot point in Sword Art? Yes. Yeah. And it's disgusting that it's a plot point. But does it make this the series not? You shouldn't watch it at all. No. It's just that it makes it less interesting because you've got this stupid plot point hanging around your fucking head the whole time. Yeah, the un- un- unnecessary just, uh, plot points just ruin it. It's just a such a turn off. It's unfortunate that there are a lot of anime, well, not a lot, but some of the more popular ones that people watch have that uh, sort of like turn off y um, events within the story. Yeah. yeah, certainly makes it hard to recommend to early anime watches. Yeah, and I think one of the most prolific ones, honestly, is probably Full Alchemist. Um, has one of the most um fucked up scenes in anime, but is also like you sort of just like accept it and you brush it off because it is just a tiny part of the story that is expanding the the whole story as an overarching problem within the story. But, yeah. Um, it doesn't it like it improves the story rather than r- making it redundant and reductive yeah that that yeah. particular story was done fairly well yeah and it deserves and done, it i think it was done better in alchemist not brotherhood yeah yeah because in alchemist there's a lot more behind it when it leads up to that point whereas in um, Brotherhood, it kind of makes it as like a couple of episode like uh, story, but yeah, it's it's very well done, and they don't skip through it in either one, but it's just done a bit better in um just Full Metal Alchemist. I'll be honest, I've forgotten what we were originally talking about at this point. Yeah, well, <laughs> I think we're just talking about how hard it is to recommend um oh certain anime, anime yeah. To people, yeah, because um there's so many things that can um reduce the a- appeal of a 
of a starter anime to people. Yeah. Thank you. I know something you really want to talk about, and that is sports anime. Woo! Yeah. That yeah, is I, definitely, I definitely something. I think it is um, a good genre. Absolutely. Sports anime, although I, a lot of people, myself included, you go, sports anime, yuck, I don't want to watch that. It's so unrealistic. Then you watch something like Haikyuu and you go, wow, I never thought watching a bunch of high school boys play anime. Play anime. Play anime. <laughs> play, <laughs> play, play sport in an anime. Play volleyball. Would be... Yeah. One of the most exciting things I could ever watch. Yeah, I honestly... So, Haikyuu as a whole is just an absolute, like, triumph to what a storytelling and um, combining it with, like, real-world things and uh, actions can do. Like, so Haikyuu, for people that don't know, obviously, um, I'd recommend it to people. It is a volleyball anime uh set in japan and it's set in um high school called krasno um the, i think it's a high school yeah it is a high school yeah first years in high school or in australia that would be year 10 yeah because it's like uh they've gone through um middle or junior high or whatever it is um yeah and then they've got into their last year of uh, high school and basically it is a story about following a little kid that wants to do said thing that he saw this guy doing on the TV and he pushes himself throughout the whole story to do this thing, which is play volleyball. He just wants to play volleyball. That's not like the whole... He just wants to be an absolute beast at volleyball. The whole story is just him wanting to play volleyball. It's not like, it's not like I want to be the very best that no one ever was sort of Pokemon like random like trails off into the distance he wants to do whatever he, mm. he does he's wants to play volleyball he wants to be good at volleyball he wants to be on the court he wants to have fun and he just likes volleyball he, and yeah. it's very hard to do that as as a as an anime to make it like gripping yeah and uh the main character is incredibly in. likable and just incredibly. not the main character every character in the story is oh, super likable like at some points, right. you will legitimately not know who you want to go for because there's so many things that are in play for both for both teams. So, so I think one of the in the in the second season. So it currently has four seasons as of recording right now. Pretty good seasons. Yeah. So uh, disclaimer: the first three seasons are masterpieces, and the later season is not so much. Um, which is kind of, it's still pretty it's, good. It's still like it's it. still good, but like it doesn't hold a candle to the first three seasons, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, but in the second season, they play a game, and they the game is against a team that um is being built up throughout the whole series. It previously, I think, wait, in the second seasons, um, when they finish the game, the the game, correct? They are uh, they've already played this team once before. I think in the first season. Yeah, I believe yeah. so. Yeah, so um, I think the first season is actually probably a better way to talk about it. Um, so in the first season, they they like build up their team and they have their like signature move sort of thing that's it's all coming along well. And then they're met with like a roadblock, which is the team to like get into the um uh the next stage, which I can't remember what tournament it is, but they um are met with this team um and 
you've like seen the other team and uh like uh progress as a as a group yeah as well as you've seen your team which you're following which is karasuno the main character's team um and you you kind of are rooting for both of the teams at the same time which most of the time you're not going to be rooting for both of them but you'll be rooting for the main character's team the whole time whereas haikyuu does it very well that you can see both perspectives and you see the drive from both teams characters and all the characters have been built up to this point so it's a very um telling of how good the storytelling is and um how likable they've made every character as much as some of them might be a little snarky and um what uh what you might not like as like likable characters they um you do tend to um like feel for them like if they lose this they're out if they win this they're through but that's the same for both characters, uh, both teams. And that's uh, throughout the whole story as well. Yeah, they deal with um, the emotion behind losses and wins really well. Like, uh, to, this isn't a spoiler, but the, your main team doesn't always win the game. And you you see how the team reacts and, and then how they improve and go forward uh, mm. very well. And it's the same with, with all the teams. You see them... Uh, gain in in the way they deal with surprise at how good uh Karasuno's doing um and how their the how their teamwork evolves throughout the series and then yeah they deal with the way the, the wins and the losses go fairly well yeah it is true. really cool for for anyone who's played sports in high school it's just really you just feel that like you're with the boys winning games against other high school teams. Obviously, being anime, it's a lot more dramatic and serious than you would have taken it in high school. But it's just something that brings you back and makes you go, damn, I I remember playing high school sports and being just as excited when we won and moved on to nationals. Mm. Yeah, like, I um, I didn't um play school sports where I was from, um, but I did play sport as a, as, like, a teenager and i definitely do remember those sort of feelings um like moving on to like a different uh level and winning like a championship or whatever um but i think one of the biggest things that haikyuu does very well is that if you're watching anime you expect it to be super over the top and super not grounded in reality whereas haikyuu is very realistic in the um the way the game's played the rules of the game the um outcomes of said game um the techniques um the rules everything is realistic the only thing that's not as realistic would be that they're extremely good for high schoolers not even that because um if you've seen so if you've seen some of the um japanese uh teams that are like in their last years before they go into like uh the real world um some of them are very reminiscent of haiku um uh like teams so of like karasuno and like uh obajosai and stuff like that um which you might not think is true but uh there is a there, Japanese volleyball plays a lot different than the rest of the world at that like age group. Yeah, they take it they take it very seriously. They have a like a big volleyball scene, and it's really cool because you watch um this team play and they do their like their quick 
which is like a just it as it sounds a quick which is just the the attack of you digging the ball setting the ball and hitting it over the net in the three touches is really fucking quick and it it's over dramatized in haikyuu but is definitely a thing that can be done by kids that age but it just might not be as powerful obviously the haikyuu makes it look like they're hitting a fucking cannon like they're a a 30 year old man (laughs) just bouncing a ball straight down but haikyuu does it very well to the point where it, it feels believable and yeah it is it is still extremely over the top yeah but that's also what makes it cool yeah especially because it is something that could it does happen in professional volleyball games yeah and something that you'd shit your pants if you saw in real life you you are correct there's uh there's a lot of things that um it does very well and one of the biggest things that it does extremely well is that you're always on the edge of your seat like most of the times when you watch an anime you sort of like oh fuck yeah fight's coming up let's go whereas haikyuu is like if there's a game going on you're on the edge of your seat the whole game like every point that they play has meaning and then like when you get to like the really big points and something really big happens you like you're you're in there you're fucking loving it and you just you don't want to stop watching. And it's one of the one of the animes, the earlier animes that I think most of us binge watched because it was just Absolutely. it was like we don't want it to stop. And it is it was so gripping that you kept watching. Yeah, we I binge watched it with you two on an anime Sunday, I'm pretty sure. It was really good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's um Yeah, I watched it I back when I uh stopped binge watching anime for a while it was the the one that brought me back into it like i was just watching a couple episodes a week and then i started haikyuu and i watched a season yeah in one night yeah until 4 a.m when i had school starting the next day at eight in the morning and it was pretty good yeah, yeah. i think i was one of the lucky ones that uh watched it after playing volleyball but I was playing beach, which is quite different to um, hardcore. Yeah, yeah. It it did it did for sure make me want to play volleyball and did get me into playing volleyball as a whole. Yeah, and I think I I can probably speak for a, a lot of people that when it came out, the kids that watched this anime when they were in high school prompted them to want to play. Um, volleyball and i think it's also credited with in japan with the explosion or the re-explosion of people wanting to fucking play volleyball and some of the some, some of the volleyball players now in interviews um for the japanese team have said that like they some of the reasons why they played volleyball as a kid and they got into it was because of haikyuu yeah because like these yeah. kids are like for for me i'm what i'm 24 now um it didn't come out when I was in high school or when I was like in, like a younger kid. Like the first the first seasons were like sort of like over as I was finishing high school. Whereas the kids that are just getting to the age where they can play professional volleyball, it came out when they were a kid going through high school and they sort of like felt that drive to play volleyball because of it, which is fucking super cool that uh, anime medium can do that. Yeah, and also I think it helped uh especially in the US bring volleyball uh or 
in particular hardcore volleyball, it brought in more more players. It's not as prevalent here in Australia because we play typically more beach, but yeah. I think it still has that that similar effect where there's a lot more younger people now interested in the sport. Yeah, well, for anyone listening who doesn't know, all three of us are in a volleyball team together, and I definitely wouldn't have started playing it if I didn't watch Haiki. And now playing volleyball is the highlight of my week. <laughs> Not going to lie. Yeah, it's fucking fun, dude. It, it, is, it is interesting how it can one thing can lead to another thing. And unfortunately, we can't play right now because of um, COVID and lockdowns. But um, it is definitely uh, something that's led to something that I think we all can say that we enjoy an extremely large amount. Just mm. like this podcast. <laughs> Just like this podcast, which probably brings us to the end of the podcast now been about an hour yes yeah yes sir um i don't think any of us really have any honorable mentions that we would like to um say that if you <laughs> would like to check out to check out i think we uh, uh, i think we covered m- most things gone through most of them yeah um we can do i think uh, we can do movies on another day because there are a few there are a few anime films that would be good starters per yeah. se but and it's easier to watch. Movies are easier to watch and easier to recommend because you can watch a shit movie and just be like, oh, whatever. It's like an hour and a half out of my life. Whereas like a yeah. season's like, it's like five, six hours, probably longer sometimes. Fucking nice. And you're like, yeah. like, like we're not going to recommend you One Piece on Naruto or Bleach <laughs> or something. <laughs> Good luck. One Piece will take like four weeks out of your life. Um, But yeah, I think, I think uh, well, that's enough for this one. Right, boys? Yeah. So, uh, thanks for listening, everyone. That'll do us for this week. We'll hopefully have another episode ready for next week. Yes, sir. Not sure what we're talking about. Um, uh, next week, I believe, um, we were going to talk about, um, the anime that's coming out this season because next week is either the week that some start airing or some that are going to air in the coming week yeah i think we we're gonna um go through the uh anime charts or any chart and uh we were just gonna like talk about each one and uh if we were uh, looking forward to them and yeah i guess you can uh, look forward to that they sound like shit yeah which um there's quite a lot coming out this season uh we did talk about it last episode that we uh the one that we are most looking forward to for this season yeah yeah, yeah. um but i think we'll uh go through most of them and uh give everyone a bit of an idea of what they can look forward to rather than just like the three that we are most looking forward to. Yeah. So thanks for watching everyone. Be sure to follow our official Twitter account at, at Sane and Summit, one word, and probably post aired episodes and any other shit we might shit like information and stuff that we want to ask. You can follow myself at ID garlic. You can follow me at Lazy as Ranger. Yeah, and uh, myself, Zenerous, um, on most socials, Twitter, Twitch. But yeah, thanks for listening, everyone, and we'll see you in the next one. Catch up.